You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy Ann Sauls. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. This is episode 378, and I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ansalds with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And this is usually the time when I talk about how this is your destination for growth. It still is, but of course, I don't need to tell you, these are unprecedented times, times that will see us rewrite the growth marketing playbook. You know, I'm talking to people out there. I talked to a company recently redefining customer lifetime value because guess what? The lifetime value isn't the long cycle we thought it was. We're thinking in midterm. We're thinking in short term. It was Sir Martin Sorrell, founder of WPP, uh, recent uh, former founder of WPP rather, who warns us that this could be the end of long-term thinking and planning as we know it. So what we do know is that we need clear data. We need insights to guide us. You know, we need to understand what are the app categories on the rise? What is user time in app and on mobile? Good news is it is rising through the roof. But here today to tell you more about what you need to guide your business in these difficult times, my guests, Amir Gudrati and Lexi Seedow. Amir Gudrati, Director of Market Insights at App Annie. Lexi Seedow is Senior Market Insights Manager at App Annie. And hey, guys, it's great to have you here on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Absolutely. I mean, um, full disclosure, I've been writing about the app economy since it was there. And when I do it, I have to look to data and insights. You're one of the stops, as I said. But for some of our listeners, some of them might not know you. Um, and they should because it's a great source of what's going on in the industry. But tell us a little bit about App Annie. Maybe, Amir, you could tell me? Yeah, yeah, of course. So App Annie is the industry's most trusted mobile data and, and analytics platform. So if you think about you know, App Annie's core goals, you know, our, our mission is really to help customers create those winning mobile experiences and, and achieve excellence. 
So if you take a look at the information we have on our platform, there's a lot of relevant things for app store optimization, user acquisition, product management, partnerships, you know, optimizing for, for ad creatives, expanding into new markets, a, a lot of really different types of, of really interesting information that's just relevant for, for various aspects of, of mobile. And if you're talking about the specific metrics, right, we're looking at things involving, you know, downloads and, and usage and, and, you know, rankings for, for app keywords and, and all those fun things. Absolutely. And all of that is going to be even more important than it was. I mean, it's clearly, you know, you don't drive your app business blind. So you do need these analytics. You do need these, this data, these insights. But as I said at the start, you know, perhaps now more than ever, I mean, Lexi, I read your blogs uh, a lot. I get a lot of information from them. And you've done a couple of blogs recently about like what changed, what's different, just overall in, in mobile. What are you what are you seeing? I mean, time in mobile is certainly on the rise. Absolutely. So we've sort of seen um, th things happen in sort of waves, right, based on where the virus kind of started um, and impacted countries at scale. So we saw um, a lot of movement first in China, which is to be expected, uh, followed by some movement in Japan and South Korea and other APAC markets. And then sort of um, the next wave would have been um, Italy in a big way. And after that, we're seeing the US, the UK, um, multiple markets across Europe really see um, an impact on mobile corresponding with that spread of, uh, of COVID-19. So one of the biggest takeaways for us was that we saw um, the average daily time spent in mobile increase significantly. So in China, where we saw the outbreak really started, um, really got, got uh, significantly worse in, in January and lockdown measures started to happen as early as January 23rd, we saw that in February, as a result of those lockdown measures and people remaining indoors, um, we saw that time spent per day on mobile in China grew 30% from the average uh, daily time spent in 2019. So we saw people spending uh, five hours and more on mobile devices in China. Um, and again, that's up from 3.9 hours in 2019. And that's a trend that we've started to see um, in South Korea and Japan and Italy. Um, there's been upticks there in February. Um, and as we close on March, we fully expect there to be stronger upticks in time spent in those markets, as well as the daily time spent increasing in markets like the US and the UK. I mean, it makes perfect sense because of course we are in these digital safe spaces, right? We're spending more time on mobile in app. We'll go vertical by vertical with you through these because you've also had um, some results about, you know, I wouldn't say winners and losers, but the app categories that are that are crushing it and others that are maybe tapering or just showing steady growth. What about the way we use apps? Is there something about um, sessions? Is there something about not the fact that we just spend more time in there, but that's actually commanding more of our attention? Yeah, I mean, for, for mobile, something that we've seen you know, historically through, throughout the time that we've been using smartphones is just, you know, the more that you're able to have access to your device, the more you are likely to use it. And in the past, that might've been things like battery life, right? Just being able to get through a day and actually spending multiple hours with, with the screen time up. 
Uh, you know, then there's also just infrastructure, right? The ability to, you know, get that signal on the go or having a strong Wi-Fi connection so you're able to actually, you know, connect with that device. And in some cases, it's also even just ease of, of billing, right? So getting that carrier billing, uh, you know, kind of built in into the smartphone devices, that's something that when we saw that people would spend significantly more than they did before when they would have to, you know, enter credit card information manually for, for you know, various purchases. And so now... There's a lot of other things that people normally would be doing when they're out and about that they're not necessarily doing as much anymore. People are spending a lot more time, you know, obviously isolated inside. So there's more opportunities to use those those mobile devices. And so just, you know, the fact that there aren't these other actions or activities that you might normally be doing, you're going to be turning much more to your, your mobile device uh, for that connection and for that entertainment. So a lot of these actions were already in place, right? We're already using our mobile devices a lot for, for shopping. We're using a lot for social. We're using it a lot for gaming. Uh, but it's just an increased focus on that now more than there was before, especially if you have multiple people in, in the same household, right, and maybe a limited number of devices. You know, the one device that everyone's usually going to have their own version of is going to be that, that smartphone rather than, you know, the largest TV or, or the gaming console. Well, I'm excited to go through the verticals because, you know, there's a couple that are really just – you know, dead simple. It's clear. If we have more time on our hands, we're going to be spending it trying to spend that time in ways that is enjoyable or at least even a distraction. Um, I read recently one of the most Googled terms right now is, uh, you know, what do I do when I'm bored or what should I do when I'm bored? One of those is gaming and you have some data about that. I'd love you to share because uh, gaming apps, what is it? Would you say higher than um, X or some sort of comparison. It, 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 we don't want to maybe say they're going through the roof, but they are very strong. Absolutely. So I think uh, one of the biggest things that we noticed was uh, we've seen sort of records being broken for gaming downloads um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and last week, which was March 22nd to 28th, we actually saw it was the biggest week ever for global downloads of games. So we topped 1.2 billion games across uh, downloaded across iOS and Google Play. Um, and to put that in context, that is up um, 40% from the weekly average throughout 2019. And if we look at just um, just 2020 so far, uh, last week that is actually up 30% from the average um, you know, in 2020 through the 21st of March. Um, so it's a significant increase and we're seeing that that correlates quite strongly um, alongside the um, government measures of, of additional lockdown, social distancing, um, and, and home quarantining. And just to be clear, I mean, gaming, because it's so vast, I counted them, I think there are at least six subcategories here. Um, any particular category outstanding? You know, the hyper casual is the big deal because we just want to dip in and out or we really want to get into the mid-core, hardcore here? Absolutely. Um, there's It kind of runs the, the spectrum, I would say. We've seen across the board an increase um, and there are strong growth in hyper casual games for downloads as we've seen that is kind of that's true in most cases. They tend to dominate the charts generally, especially for Western markets. Um, but we also have a lot of data indicating that time spent is growing in a lot of these core apps um, that may not have the largest download base, but they've got very strong usage and stickiness from users. So we have a lot of data to go through. We'll be talking about dating, entertainment, education, business, loads of reasons to stay exactly where you are. But right now, listeners, we do have to go to break, so don't go away.
We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. We have today our guests, Amir Godrati and Lexi Sito, both from App Annie, and both sharing freely some great data about, you know, what's going on out there in the app economy. What are the app categories that are doing well? What are the ones that are struggling? So we did gaming. Um, an interesting one that's so, certainly impacted by, uh, you know, um, everything out there, not just with coronavirus, but also just will probably show an impact even after is dating because relationships are different. What are you seeing in dating apps? Absolutely. So we actually, dating is a very interesting category to look at. Um, so what we've seen with other categories is, um, you know, if you've got an app that kind of begets that in-person interaction, like a ride-sharing app where, where you go to it and the end use is typically almost always to facilitate that ride. Um, naturally, we've seen some of that decline um, in recent weeks, along with people um, under quarantine and lockdown measures. But with dating, what's really interesting is that we've seen a little bit of a softening in demand post Valentine's Day, where that, that's the kind of week uh, we see peak weekly active users among most top dating apps. Um, and so we've seen that kind of seasonality play out, uh, but we've actually seen some upticks um, and some strong performance maintaining a very high level of weekly active users um, throughout March for most dating apps. So that's been particularly interesting because it touches on um, the idea that dating apps are more than just facilitating that in-person interaction in the end. It's about messaging. It's about 
um, there's a gamification factor to the swiping, uh, which kind of lends a little bit of resiliency there to the app because uh, people are, are turning to this for a level of entertainment, um, you know, occupying your time, um, as well as messaging people. And then we've also seen that uh, a lot of these dating apps have incorporated um, video dating features as well. Um, so we're seeing that people are innovating on ways to continue to date um, via their apps. Absolutely. And you talk about video. Um, great segue because, yes, I've talked to people at Happen and also at the Meet group about, you know, their, their video. And they also see their dating apps as being very much also just about a social connection. You know, it's not even really about the dating as much as it is the conversation, you know, the presence. And that's certainly uh, what we need when we're um, self-isolating and uh, seeing our relationships differently through a different lens. But you said video, video streaming, edu edutainment, educate, uh, entertainment as well. How are they both doing? Yeah, so I mean, as, as you would expect, you know, video streaming's been in, in very high demand, right? Uh, you know, initially we didn't see that, that kind of time spent go up in the U.S., but we have seen a lot of shifts in that uh, more recently. So as you would expect, right, people are at home, they need more things to entertain themselves. Uh, what's been interesting for that is, you know, you're, you're seeing an increase in some of the, the standard video uh, apps that people are using, but you're also seeing increases in, in things like Pluto TV and Roku, uh, you know, apps that you don't necessarily traditionally see in, in the top 10 uh, streaming. So Roku, of course, can be used as a remote for your, your home device as well. But, you know, Pluto TV uh, and also Tubi, right, those are, those are completely free services uh, that have seen very strong growth during this time, this time right now, right? So they don't have that barrier to entry that some of these other subscription services might have. And so people are willing to try out these new services, you know, maybe otherwise that they wouldn't have seeked out as, as quickly. But then you also have, you know, big companies like Disney Plus, right? They launched in the U.S. in, in November and their launch in Europe was extremely successful. You know, they had uh, across seven countries, like 5 million downloads in, in a single day which was you know, pretty incredible. But again, you know, people are just kind of starving for that, that new content, right? Uh, for, for those new shows and new movies and, and things to watch. And like you said, you know, looking for that connection in terms of the entertainment, but then also that likely bleeds into the, the social aspects of being able to discuss these things as well. And you know, what we've also seen is people getting creative in terms of you know, releasing things earlier to these streaming services than they normally would have, whether it's you know, movies that were in theaters that are now on demand almost immediately or, or simultaneously with when their original launch dates were, or just taking something as simple as like, you know, hey, we're going to release Frozen 2 on Disney Plus, you know, three months earlier than, than expected. It's also interesting. I'd like to understand if there's a shift in the dynamic in any way out there, because I was reading an article recently from Eric Suford over at Mobile Dev Memo. He was doing the math and saying, hey, you know what? It may be that this is also a chance for the smaller companies for the indie developers to really rise above maybe because we just have more time to discover their app um, are you seeing any 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 interesting shifts in those top apps because you know it would be kind of positive for our audience at least to say hey if people are taking more time to discover interesting apps they might discover yours yeah I mean for the for the 2b and Pluto TV those are the two standouts from from the video streaming side and you know mm -hmm. would, would it, agree with exactly what you're saying where you know people are more willing to, to kind of go outside their their known apps or standard apps or and, and gain new content and then even within that right you know movies that maybe people wouldn't have considered seeing in theaters they're very 
willing to consider kind of renting them on demand right now, right? Because they're they're looking for that for that new content and that you know prolonged engagement over over a long period of time. And you know that's also something we're seeing in a lot of these these other categories as well, whether it's you know business and education apps or or even health and fitness or finance. What you're seeing is, you know, there have been some of these trends in general in mobile and just people engaging more with these mobile, these mobile apps for these verticals. And just due to the limitations of what's going on, it's almost sped up that process and sped up that adoption. So people are, are doing things that they maybe wouldn't have considered before, but mm -hmm. seeing that engaging with things through mobile is, is actually, you know, something that, that isn't as, as scary as maybe they would have considered for some of these categories. Right. And so, you know, what we're seeing is you're going to have this big lift, this big surge in engagement. And, you know, when things go back to normal, maybe some of this engagement will level off, but it'll likely do that at a rate that was higher than it was before. So it's almost like pushed us a little bit forward in terms of not only innovation, but also adoption of some of these practices. Any surprises? Anything like that really is outstanding? You talked about some shifts in there, but are we seeing, you know, coming up through the ranks, uh, you know, that next, uh, maybe not TikTok, but you know how it is. You always see these, they start out small and come on large and big, you know, and, and you can see it coming. What do you see coming? I'd say one of the biggest um, standout kind of instances is, um, so a little bit related to video streaming, but more on the, the, the edge of video conferencing. Um, we've seen House Party gain significant traction, mm -hmm. specifically in the US and um, EMEA in, in Europe. So House Party um, is owned by Epic Games and it's a more of a social uh, video conferencing app uh, kind of targeted at Gen Z. Um, but we see that alongside, it's, it's moving in similar ways to Hangouts Meet uh, from Google, which is another video conferencing tool, typically more business-oriented, Microsoft Teams, Zoom Cloud Meetings, all of them have seen significant growth in downloads. Um, and what's really interesting about House Party is they've seen this crazy um, kind of skyrocket growth in downloads in markets like Spain and Italy. Um, specifically, they were seeing in the week of March 15th to 21st, uh, you know, 2,360-fold the level of downloads they saw um, versus the weekly average for Q4 2019 in Spain. And then in Italy, House Party saw about 423x um, the weekly level they saw for Q4 2019. Um, so that's sort of building off of really small, obviously, download levels prior. So it's showing this really um, unique opportunity right now for an app like House Party to gain significant traction in a market where they really didn't have much penetration at all. Um, and, and also kind of touching on that, it, video conferencing right now, um, there's also that social element, right? So the more of your friends um, and family that also use the app um, as part of that network effect, the stickier it gets for you. Um, and so this is a really strong opportunity for user acquisition for House Party. Um, and they have a real opportunity to establish some app habits in markets that were largely um, really not had much, uh, did not have much market penetration for them prior. I love you talking about opportunity because that's what we want to talk about next. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about some opportunities that are out there for marketers to still up their game. I mean, it's going to be different, a different playbook. That's why we have you here on the show today. But there are some tips that you can offer us, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. 
It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on wmr.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And we are back, and we have Amir Gujarati, Lexi Sita, both from App Annie, both sharing, as I said before, important data. Take notes or look at our show notes, of course, afterwards. So right before the break, we were talking about, you know, some of the the high flyers, you know, some of the app categories that are surprising. Um, and this is great, but at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, what do I do to ride the the wave of interest and activity out there. Uh, I'll start with you, Amir. Why don't we talk about, you know, what are you seeing out there? Maybe, for example, ad creatives. That's always been the source, the core source of competition, um, competitive advantage. Any shifts out there? Should I jump on video? Should I get away from display? What are you seeing? Yeah, so I mean, well, one, just in general for, for ad creatives, video has been, been booming, you know, the last the last year and a half or, or so. So, you know, definitely more videos is also good. I realize it can be a little difficult to shoot new things right now, you know, mm. given some limitations that might be going on. Uh, but I do think that people are kind of open to, to ads that, you know, won't necessarily feel as polished, that feel a little 
bit more real, right, in, in terms of what might be actually going on. Uh, so there might be an opportunity there to, to use that limitation, you know, to your advantage in terms of still being able to put videos out there that uh, you almost feel like they're, they're homemade to some extent, right? And mm-hmm. we've, we've seen things like that be successful with TikTok, could easily translate over to, to other brands as well. But uh, in, in general, you know, what you see from the advertising side, you know, also is somewhat true for the app store optimization side, including your app description and, and even app name. It's just, you know, thinking about what your, your business does right now, right? And are there things that are beneficial that it can do that will help people given the circumstances, right? Or make them feel more comfortable using your service. So highlighting if there are things that are available at home, things that are on demand, are they indoor? Are there multiplayer elements? Does it have some sort of chat functionality? You know, how can you, how can you highlight these attributes to make sure that people are aware of it, you know, before they even download the app so that they realize that they can get these benefits, you know, without necessarily uh, leaving their home. And then the other thing on top of that is just, okay, well, if you don't have some of these, these elements, are there things that you could relatively easily add in there, right? Or implement to be able to, to get people to do that. Makes and then sense. Being thing, helpful, being authentic. Yep. Yeah. And, and another thing we've seen that's been incredibly useful for this is just offering things for free that maybe would have been premium before. This has been especially popular with, with health and fitness apps, you know, kind of Un- unleashing some of their, their premium or unlocking some of their premium functionality during this time, which one could be seen as something that's just a nice thing to do. You know, people need to exercise indoors. And so they're considering some of these apps for the first time. But then on top of that long term, you know, they might stay with some of these services, you know, even even after the fact, if they've enjoyed those experiences. Lexi, from your perspective, you know, what are some action items? What's some advice from you to uh, complement what Amir just shared? You know, what what can what should be people be taking back to the office on Monday? I would say office on Monday to their home workspace on Monday and action upon. Absolutely. I think um, one of the biggest takeaways for me is just it's a huge opportunity right now to capture a really active audience that's looking for new content, whether that's new games, new ways of staying connected, entertained, um, but they're very hungry for more right now, what we're seeing kind of globally. So um, that's one area. I think um, another area is to consider um, if there are markets ripe for expansion right now. So as we saw with House Party um, and other apps as well and games, um, because people are looking actively, really seeking new content to fill some time at home or to feel connected, um, it's a really big opportunity right now to consider what are the other markets where this might resonate that I maybe haven't had the same level of penetration that I've had um, in some of my core flagship markets. Um, And another thing I'd say is, Uh, Just from an ad perspective, it might be a really good time to incorporate in-app ads as part of your monetization strategy. So because there are more eyes um, and more time being spent, um, this is kind of a big draw card for ads. And it's a good opportunity to consider that as a revenue stream. Um, And with respect to games, sort of kind of as a larger trend we've seen, um, you know, we have seen movement where instead of just having a purely in-app purchase strategy or a purely um, in-app ads monetization strategy, we've seen kind of a hybrid uh, approach happening where um, you know people are being very strategic on how they're monetizing but they're leveraging both to get um, 
kind of both your whales paying through um, in-app, uh, both through in-app ads and in-app purchases, as well as monetizing other more casual users through in-app ads. Um, so that's a really, it's a good time to consider that given how much time is being spent on mobile. Um, and actually from a recent analysis we did, um, a recent commission analysis for Facebook, we saw that the addition of an ad SDK um, to facilitate in-app ads monetization actually did not um, have a negative effect on any performance metrics. So we actually saw things like sessions and time spent um, and, and, and users um, actually increase in the months following that. So um, kind of further proof that it can be, um, in-app ads can be a really strong tool to leverage as part of, it, uh, of your monetization strategy, whether it's apps or games. Absolutely. And I've seen also data that say that when you acquire a user through a paid strategy, um, actually they are value for money because compared to organic, um, there's very little, uh, there's difference maybe in the length of the retention curve, but you know, in the activity early on when it counts, um, it's paid that brings in valuable users. I wish we had more time to talk about this. Maybe I should just have you back more often to share these insights. But in the meantime, maybe you can tell our listeners how they can stay in touch with you, how they might even engage with App Annie. Yeah, so one, one thing I would highly recommend for, for everyone is just to uh, check out you know, App Annie's blog. Uh, so appannie.com slash insights. There's a lot of really good content there. And you know, we're continuously updating that with new information, you know, both about uh, you know, how, how COVID-19 is impacting the mobile economy, but also just other things that are going on. Absolutely, a go-to there. And of course, in addition to all that great content, which I do read regularly, especially your blogs, Lexi, um, how would our listeners engage with the other services that App Annie offers? Absolutely. So we actually have um, a free product available to anyone. You just sign up um, at appany.com and you can track things like app rankings and get a feel for some of the data that's available. And then beyond that, we also offer um, a paid product that has um, things for user acquisition, ASO uh, tools to be able to benchmark competitively, um, things with ad creatives um, and advertising strategies, as well as market data um, and app data around your competitive set. So there's a full suite of products available, um, both free um, and some paid. So please head over to appain.com to kind of take a look at those. Absolutely. And we'll have more about that in the show notes. And we always have a transcript with every show as well. But in the meantime, we've run out of time. So we do have to wrap it up this time. I make a promise we'll have them back more often because, as I said, we do need data. We do need insights. We need strategic, actionable items that we can in implement into our own strategies going forward uh, in these very challenging times. And of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor in Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy at MobileGroove, MobileGroove.com. And you can also check out earlier episodes of our show by going to WMRFM, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.